Here we go. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode number 23 of the Purple Octopus Red Sweater Podcast. My name is Evan. Alongside me is Wes. As always, Wes, how are you? I'm doing good, buddy. We had a another Steve Eiserman fun-fueled Monday fucking, I'll say <laughs> afternoon. Uh, maybe a little bit Sunday night there, but uh, fuck. Did the- yeah. Did the boy fucking let us down? No, he never has. Never does. Never has. Never will. Even if he traded Larkin for a seventh round pick, I'm pretty sure I'll still be on Lark- or on uh, Eiserman's side. But anyway, Dude, yeah. Somehow he would draft like uh, Henrik Zetterberg Leo, 2.0. Leo or like Connor Dreisaitl in the seventh round yeah. or something. Like this is who he would end up with. Yeah. He but anyway, yeah. yeah. The Eiserman uh, plan. In prevails. Steve, we trust. Yes. In Stevie, we trust. But yeah, big week behind us here with uh, the deadline coming and going. Um, I would say to our expectations personally, I would say there's some pretty good movement. Um, we can dive right into that. But overall, like how, how do you feel? Like what would you give the deadline a grade, an A through F grade? Uh, honestly, I'll give Stevie a, an A. Give him an I'd A. Like, okay. I'd like to give him an A plus, but I feel like he maybe, and I'm not gonna fucking shit on him because he's got that job for a reason. When we have this job, so I'm not gonna shit on him. Um, I think he probably could have got a little more for Nemo and a little more for Troy Stesher. But with that being said, he got a lot more than I thought he could for Letty and Witkowski. So I give him an A. Not quite Fair, that's a good plus, point. but I don't think he needed an A plus. I think a, a, I think a B would have sufficed this year because we're not mm. rebranding our team at mm. the trade deadline in a non-playoff year. This isn't where he's going out and he's going to pull all the stops. Why trade for guys when you can have them just walk to you for nothing? And you know what? He didn't give away. Really, I don't want to say. I was going to say he didn't give away any top talent. To be honest with you. He didn't give away a lot of talent. He gave away shit. The talent that we gave away was solely based on the domestic hot, the Dallas deal. Letty yeah. had done nothing for us. Um, so we'll take that second pick in return for the second pick, who was Aturati. Witkowski, who had, what did he play? One game, two games with us? Maybe three? I can't even remember. Yeah, two or three, yeah. <laughs> We turn him into the you know, Jake Waldman and Letty into Sunfist, and then a second, and the Mesikov a fourth, Stetra a seventh. That was to move those guys who hadn't been, uh, not that they haven't been effective. Stetra had not been effective. The Mesikov had a great fucking season, was on pace for a career year only three to four weeks ago, three to five weeks ago. Um, to, to be honest, I think that speaks, like I had said to you, that Eiserman was not willing to bring either one of those guys back because also that fourth round pick is not for two more drafts. So we trade Nemesikov for someone that's not in the NHL possibly till 2030, which listen, let's not fucking shit on Eiserman's neck because he's never done anything wrong to us yet other than leaving for Tampa. But we're going to let that, that. let that go because Holland yeah. was a bitch and didn't want to leave. And thank God he finally <laughs> left because we see how he had to address his, his goaltending and defense needs in Edmonton. 
Uh, well, he got Duncan Keith. Yeah, okay. Duncan Keith, yeah. No, but I agree. Uh, Troy Stetcher, he was going to walk in the offseason. Like, we got a seventh-round pick for him, sure. That means nothing to us, probably long-term, the seventh-round pick. But Troy Stetcher also means nothing long-term. The Nick Letty trade, I think, was a big deal. And the fact that we basically canceled out this, the, the, the second-round pick that we got this year for the second-round pick that right, we – Right, yeah, two ride, two that we sent to for Letty. But, oh, but yeah, but, like – I don't think it's fair to name names because like that second round pick at the time was also just a second it, round pick. It's only a second now, round pick, right? right? So, so we, if we draft the fucking, you know, Wes Wright and right. he turns out he never plays a fucking game anywhere outside of fucking AAA, you're right. It still it was a second round pick for a second round pick. And yeah. I agree with you. Unfortunately, a lot of fans, that's not worth it. It is worth it. it it's was a very second for a second straight up. But also we acquire Wallman, Sunfist, Let's jump into that. I yes. think they both played excellent. I, now, I'm a guy who I was a big Oscar Sunfist guy. I got won't lie cup. to you. I don't. Two cups. He's got two cups. He won well, with Pittsburgh I, he, he and got with St. Louis. In, in St. Louis. He was very fundamental to that cup run in St. Louis. All right. And then the next year was that fucking nasty hit from Tom Wilson when Tom got like 20 That's right. games. Yeah, yeah. And, and since then, Sunfist has not been the same player. Now, in that breath, I will tell you that I knew zero fucking percent about who Jake Wallman was as a person same or here. a player. And I will tell you right now that I love that in what I know of him is his 14 minutes or 16 minutes against Philadelphia on Tuesday, where the, the thing I love the most is the one thing that every team wants. He shoots the fucking puck. Yes, yes. A defenseman that's hungry to shoot the fucking puck. But it's not only that. It's that he doesn't just stand there and get the puck and wire it. That's This guy, four different times I watched as he didn't have a lane and he walked the blue line backwards and created a lane and shot the puck. Yes, I love a shoot first over a pass bias defenseman. Yes, give me Jake Wallman and I'll tell you what. Let's sign him for three more years at probably a mil two a fucking year. Let's get him. Um, you know what else? I like in uh, Wallman and, and Sonny. We're going to call him Sonny now, Sunquist. Oh, yeah. Um, Fuck that. Oh, Suns. In their um, intro press conference, they asked uh, Wallman and Sonny like, what their roles were. And Wallman made a point of saying, I'm a guy who likes to pass. I'm a guy who likes to create opportunities for other players. But when he came to Detroit, his first game, I think he, had he I don't shots. even did he even pass the fucking puck? He got a lot of passes to him. He but again, did. I love it. He fucked yeah, yeah. the fucking thing. And yeah. again, it's not just the shoot first bias. It's the fact that he knows when he has a screen, he knows if that puck is and again, I'm going off a one game fucking 15 minutes of fucking time of me looking at Jake Wallman. Right, right. This guy gets into position. And when he doesn't have a lane, he moves and he creates the lane. This is a 25-year-old who, like we said before, as long as he played 25, okay. As long as he plays 17 of the Red Wings' final 20 games, he is a restricted free agent. And you got to believe that, uh, I think, what does he make, 800 grand? 725, even better. So guess what? 950 is going to be his fucking... uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, qualifying offer. I love it. And we got Sunfist locked in till 
at least next year, correct? Or is it two more years? Two more years. We get Sunkist next year and another? Oh, I'm sorry. No, we get him for 2022, 2023, and then he's a UFA. Excuse me. Oh, so we have him this year, next year. And what's yep. he make? Like 1.5? He makes, two, uh, five? he actually makes 2.75. Which isn't a fucking big deal. We could bring, we could throw fucking $16 million at domestic comp next year for one year and we would be fucking under the That's cap. True. Yeah, yeah. You, you could put 15 mil on him. Or 50 mil, I'm going to say, because we have, what, 50, 61 million dollars in cap space. But hey, so technically, we could both sign for seven mil a year, and they'd. So- hey, Stevie, I, I can skate. I'm going to learn the summer. I can skate. The problem is, <laughs> we're not that good at hockey. <laughs> Doesn't matter though. They got so much money. Like, bring us on for a million bucks. I'll be in the press. I'll be a press bomb. No, I want seven five. You want seven five? Yeah, times oh. three. So I'll take six five. I'll get that deal before you do. So you might I have want to twenty two five for three years, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking give me the. What, I, my agent's the same agent that represents Miko Koskinen. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I think like net net, the Red Wings won the Nick Letty experiment, if you want to call it that, a hundred percent. I think Eisman had another masterful job of uh, negotiations with other GMs. The meme going around Twitter is like, when Eisman calls you, don't answer the fucking phone. And speaking of that, Sunquist and Wallman to that trade, uh, Blues Twitter it was very unhappy with uh, their GM. What's his fucking name? Jordan Blake now. Doug Armstrong. Dougie Armstrong. Um, Doug Armstrong has now done this twice with Robbie Fabry, if you remember that one. Yeah. Uh, so we got the fucking Detroit <laughs> Blues here. Yeah. We we'll got all, three of their cup champions. Yeah. Just offload some of your middle six to bottom six, bottom two pairing guys. That you know what? If you, take tw- if you take 23, the 23 man roster that won St. Louis's Stanley Cup. I, I know at least five of those guys play for Detroit and Seattle. Um, I know the Detroit guys. The Seattle guys are Jaden Schwartz and who else? So Schwartz, they got in a trade, and Vince Dunn was their expansion Vince Dunn. pick. There you go. Vince Dunn, who to me is a tremendous draft pick or a tremendous uh, defenseman. And Jaden Schwartz, um, who hopefully in the coming week or two, we will hear from his former captain. Uh, at Notre Dame in, in Saskatchewan, um, Max Williams. Uh, it's, uh, he's, uh, he's a Canadian military guy, so he's a little bit busy with, uh, you know, protests and wars. And uh, But we're hoping to get him on. He captained Jaden Schwartz for a few years. Uh, so, you know, maybe we'll get a little inside look at Jaden. But uh, also a very good uh, NHL player is Jaden Schwartz. There you go. Okay, so that was the Red Wings trade stuff. Um we have a lot to talk about also with upcoming free agents for the Red Wings, but we probably should talk about what happened around the league. Um, we'll kind of like highlight some of the, the uh, bigger trades around the league. Um, I think the one that probably changes um, the most landscape around the NHL is the Claude Giroux trade to the Panthers from the Flyers for Owen Tippett in a first round pick. Okay. Let, let's jump in a day before that. And let's go with another big pick that happened just because it happened uh, prior to the Giroux trade. Let's go with Tampa Bay acquiring um, essentially 
what will be in Tampa, a third to fourth liner and Brandon Hagel. Oh, sorry. Yes. And giving up uh, this year's fourth, Mm -hmm. a fourth in 2024. Oh, sorry. They, they also get a fourth this year and a fourth in 24. They give up two roster players and two first round picks. Tampa gives up Taylor Radis and Boris Kachuk, both two time Stanley cup champions with the lightning. Not that they played roles, Right, right. Um, their names won't be on the cup, but they have rings. Let's go to that one. That's got to be the biggest. Um, the only thing I can think of with Tampa giving up two first round picks is that Hagel is signed for two more years at a million five, I believe. 1.35. He's, he's very friendly on the cap side. However, if he and he's a 23 year old, so that's yep. understandable. Cap that's about the that's about the age of Redouche and Kachuk. Um, yeah. now the and, and you know what, Tampa, before I get to the point I was getting at, Tampa has been lucky and you know what, they gave up a first round pick for Goudreau and a first round pick for Blake Coleman or for, for Barclay Goudreau and Blake Coleman. Yep. Now, you know what, Hagel fits into that spot as a third line, a stud third liner like Coleman or Goudreau who have not been that good leaving Tampa, but it helps Tampa uh let everybody know that listen we're going for three and we're in yes uh so like the point that i want to make is like very high level i think that the the blackhawks won this trade which breaks my heart to say because i i hate the blackhawks however you just mentioned two names uh blake coleman barkley goodrow this is the younger version of Blake Coleman, Barkley Goodrow, and Brendan Hankel. He's going to be a middle six, probably bottom six guy, depending on like how he really develops. Because he's still a young kid. He's 23 years old. Um, but I 100% agree with what you said. This is Tampa Bay reloading a bottom six forward that they can cost control for the next probably three to four years if they want to. So this year, next year, and then re-sign him RFA-wise for probably 1.75 that number between three and a half. Like he's going to be very cost controlled. Um, it's a good move for Tampa and the fact that like they have that guy that they can rely on because like um, he is a Hagel is a reliable player. He's tough nosed. He's not going to score a ton of points, but like he's going to be very efficient. Now so that, let, let, let's hope that's the case. Cause we're talking about a guy and I don't want to uh, shit on Hagel because he's yeah. been very good this year, but we discussed it. He's been yes. playing with Kane and Debrinkit and Debrinkit and guys like this. Ryan Strom. 37 points in 55 games. And like I had said to you when we were talking, he's not going to get those stats when he's playing with. No. Uh, and I'm not going to fucking take a goddamn thing away from these two guys. One of them. Um, well, I fought his brother in hockey, and I beat the fucking living piss out of him, uh, out of Perry. <laughs> but Hagel is not going to get the same stats when he's playing with Maroon and Perry that he got when he was playing with Kane, Taves, DeBrincat. Yeah, yep, yep. I think that John Davidson did a great job here as the new GM for uh, Chicago. Like I said, breaks my heart to say it, but I think he did a great job. Um, I don't know, though. Like When you look at what Chicago got back, they got those two – well, one conditional first, the other first, uh, Ty Radish and um, the other player. Like, Ty Radish is a guy who can fit right into the middle six for Chicago right away. So this, to me, first off, Steve Eiserman 
likes drafting family members. Yeah. He drafted Taylor and Darren Radish. He drafted, um, no, give me a fucking second because I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Oh, you're all good. Uh, Nolan and Cal Foot. Now he traded there one of the Foots. He kept go. one of the Foots. Those are Adam. Those are Adam Foots' sons. He traded one of them in the Blake Coleman trade, and now he's traded a Radish. So he's drafted them, and now he's looked at them. Or while well, Eiserman drafted them, now Julian Breezewell has tried to decide. But it's clear to me that Eiserman likes one thing: it's family. He brought in Gamal <laughs> to be with Giovanni. He drafted fucking Darren to be with Taylor. He drafted this guy to be with this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But he knows what he's doing when he drafts. And we know that from his unorthodox, what a bullshit pick. He failed his first pick with Detroit. Everybody called for his head because he drafted Moritz Sider. What a loss that was. My God, we got the best fucking defenseman in the league. Sorry, Roman Yost. Let's go! Sorry, Roman and Cal, you're great. Um, Give Mo, okay, not this year, next year. He's with Roman Yossi and I believe Cal McCarr, the three best defensemen yeah. in the National Hockey League. Sorry, Eric Carlson, something happened to you when you left Ottawa. You were, I think Eric Carlson, at, when he was in Ottawa, Huff. I I would say I will go and I and I did. I, I'll die on a hill saying that Eric Carlson, his last two years in Ottawa, was the best player in the NHL, and now he's, he's not even a top ten defenseman. Not even close. And like that, that series when Ottawa played in the ECF, I think that when he had that broken foot, that was a heroic, heroic display of hockey. Um, that, that was Eiserman uh, game five in 02. Carolina, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, yeah. when, when uh, Eric Stahl broke his foot with a shot and the trainer mm-hmm. told Eiserman to take his skate off. And Eiserman said, if I take that skate off, it ain't going back on. And I'm <laughs> playing this game. <laughs> and that's why we trust in that son of a gun, eh? Yeah, dude. Believe in Stevie, man. I mean, how fun again, I want to talk about one trade that we'll get to in a second, but how nice is it to actually believe your GM rather than saying our rebuild's over before it even fucking started in Ottawa. <laughs> and we then have still a G- trying to get players that show the rebuild's over when it's not, like Travis Amonic. Travis Amonic for a third round pick. Probably the worst trade of the deadline. Shouts out to Ottawa. You guys are a fucking joke. Now, I, mean, I will tell you what I would have done differently had I been a GM in Ontario. And I'll say... Well, a GM in Ontario? If I'm, the G- if I'm the GM in Toronto, there you go. I would there you rather go. give a third-round pick and get Travis Hamanick than whatever the fuck the Leafs gave up for Mark Giordano. I'll give you, you that one. That? You can keep the change. Hamonic makes more of a difference than our Giordano does. Giordano's washed up. He's a bomb. He's not even that good defensively anymore. Whoa. I know he's only two years out of a Norris trophy. And okay, I don't mean he's an absolute bomb. I'm not putting him on a Dan DeKaiser scale. I'm saying that if Toronto thinks, if Kyle Dubas believes this is how he gets his Stanley Cup, then you're wrong and you're never seeing a contract renewal, Dubas, because you're wrong. This 38-year-old, I know he's two years outside or one year out of a Norris Trophy for the best defenseman in the game. I know he's a great player. You do not you're – do, you're doing nothing. Well, so I got a question the only for thing you. I can pray for is that they meet Boston in the first fucking round and they lose to the Bruins again. Or they're going to face Tampa or Florida 
And either Which is way, way worse. It's way bye worse. Bye, Toronto. Yeah. I don't know, man. Boston's scary. Boston's scary. It, it, hey, I got a question for you. Yep. What would you rather have, Mark Giordano right now or Deddy the Kaiser two years ago? The same trade for Toronto. Like, just substitute 2019 DDK for 2022 Giordano. If you went four years, I easily say Danny DeKaiser. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, okay. I would put into, I know they're not rated the same, but if you look at their career stats, their career trajectories, I don't think getting Giordano is that much greater than Toronto acquiring Mark Stahl or Nick Letty. Okay. If, if, if the trade was Giordano has been good on a bull, he's been the only fucking defenseman on a bullshit fucking roster. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in Calgary too, like he was the only guy there when he won his Norris. Yeah. There was no one there. You're right, man. They, they never had anybody with them. There 35 was, year old um, defenseman winning a Norris. No, he he's not Nick Lindstrom. A 35 right. year old defenseman winning the Norris. Right. It was because Calgary had a good fucking team. Sure. And, they did. I'm sure they did. And, and he was highly paid. And I know people are going to say this doesn't come in, but I think it does. You look at the high paid guys and who, and who goes at it. Who's the best of the high paid before you would now. So what I'm saying is you're looking at guys like Jordano, Subban, Subban Duncan <laughs> Keith, Brent Seabrook yeah, yeah, yeah. before you're looking at guys like, um, I'm not even going to say most cider. I'm going to say before you look at, um, even a, a Noah Hannafin or a Dougie oh. Hamilton. Who I believe are two very good defensemen. Yeah. Uh, Noah Hannafin, and I've always been a fan of. Same with Dougie Hamilton. I wish we got him two years ago. I'll take Noah Hannafin right now if we only got to get up. Uh, Actually, you know what? I'll give you a fucking Zadina for Hannafin straight. Uh, I do that too. Oh, yeah. I do that too. What hand does Hannafin shoot? He's a righty, right? He's a. Maybe maybe he's right. I I wish he was lefty. Can can we just say he's a lefty? Because we need that. He is a – do we need a lefty, though? Like, we're good left and right, I think, right now. Like, lefty is weak. Force, Lefty's weak. Not uh, – Hannafin is a left. Not okay, for the there foreseeable go. future, but, I mean, okay, the left side, we got uh, – okay. No one. Let's – I'm not going to s- start off saying to Kaiser. We got Stahl, DeKaiser, Wallman, Osterley. Those are all yeah, our right bottom. side is our right right, right. But Edvinson's a left. Which is great. He could be a top pair. He's a left. I be, is Albert Johansson a left? He could be a right. But oh. I know for sure that Edvinson and Willinder are lefts. And our right side is short up with oh, also, hey, stop. We got one more lefty. I forgot to mention the old boy. The fifth overall pick in 2016, baby, Oli Levy. I, I like you, Levy. I'm so high on him. Listen, I know he's, like- played, he's, he's played three games with Detroit. He's played well. Now, I'm also not done on the fact that this is a guy that Vancouver flipped to Florida for two very, very high-end prospects. Which is nuts. Which is and nuts. This is a this is somebody that, with injuries, 
and with what happened earlier with injuries in his career, got lost in a defensive shuffle with the great team that Florida is and happened to get put on waivers. This yeah. is not this is not somebody like a Dennis Chalowski who you're going to see on waivers three times in a year. You're not going to see Olivia Levy on waivers uh, unless, spe- he you meant unless he continues to pan equally. Okay, Yalevi is not a guy that is put on waivers. That was the first time he was put on waivers. Eiserman saw a chance to go, hey, he's only five years out of his draft and he was fifth overall. Let's grab him. Let's see what we can do with him. We got him protected, RFA. Yeah. And I got I, no I, problem with it. He was fifth overall. Vancouver yeah. played out with better defensemen. I mean, he also had injuries. Yeah, but he again, had significant but injuries. Florida yeah. gave up two very, very high-end prospects to Vancouver to obtain Yalevi and then lost him on waivers because, again, lost in the defensive shuffle, yeah. um, which is something that for at least probably not – it won't this year and it definitely won't be next year that where he's lost in the shuffle of defensemen. I see him being a, a at least a uh, like a Lindstrom where he's up all year, whether he plays 20 or 40 or 80 games. But he's somebody that won't be going back and forth. He's yeah. somebody that can stay on your roster. Like a, and, I, and I compare him, I think, a little to a Gustav Lindstrom. Um, Yolevi. And with hopefully Yolevi still has a little more upside to his game. I think and, he does. And I think yeah. Yolevi is a little more, if you, if you listen, and you know what I'm talking about, Evan. Um, I like when Lindstrom isn't heard about. Because that means he played a good yeah, game. right, yeah. But Yolevi, you do hear about... Uh, but you'll well, you also, should because he has oh, like the yes. offensive upside. He, yeah, he's also a rushing kind of defenseman. He's got a, a pass over shot bias. And again, I'm not shitting on fucking Lindstrom because I love this guy and I think he should be in our top six for at least the next three years. Whoa, whoa. Um, speaking of top six, yeah, Yo, Albert Johansson is a left shot defenseman. So if if somehow oh, Johansson I, is okay. Yeah, so if somehow Edmondson and Johansson crack the lineup, I think Edmondson will. I think it's not not clear as of right now, but if, if Johansson somehow sneaks up there, you can't you can't put him on the uh, on the bottom pair. So if like Johansson where does, where does, sneaks in there? You say if Johansson sneaks into the lineup, you can't put him on the bottom pair. You can't. He's a he's a then, then he kid. Do, then, well, then he doesn't sneak in the lineup next year. There you go. He, oh, you said he's a left hand, right? Left hand, yeah. Well, he doesn't – he's not uh, – and I'm going to say, obviously, it's with a grain of salt right now because we don't know. I don't think he – I'm going to say I know, and I don't know, but I'm going to say this far ahead that fans are wrong when they think Albert Johansson is in the National Hockey League next year. No, he's not. I think you're he's on. Not. I don't not. think we have a problem with him defensively because he was a later kind of peg, and now he's got three years of pro hockey under his belt when he comes hopefully to North America next year. He, I do he think will be in North America. I yes. do think I do think Willinder and Edvinson will get a look over him, and I do think Edvinson 100% will but be a better defenseman. Willinder's wide right shot, though. Yeah, but maybe Willinder's not. You He's know, in maybe, GR. He's right, in GR. Right, right, and that's where I expect Johansson to be. I don't expect Edvinson um, maybe to play a little bit of time there. Maybe Edvinson goes up but, and down, kind of like a Valeno. Kind of like a Valeno. This is where I I, I expect Edmondson to be a full-time next year. But I say he could yeah. be a Valeno where he's up and down for his first 
for the first three years on his entry level deal. You go here, you go here, you go here. You know what I mean? Yeah, if Detroit, yeah. If Detroit's got three games out of town, go. And oh, and then Detroit doesn't play for four days, but Grand Rapids got four games. Go play for Grand Rapids. Yeah, kind of like they have done with Joe Valano. I agree with awesome. that. Go do it. I agree with that. But I also think oh. that. Um, okay, go ahead. Uh, the Valeno thing is so different from what it is with these guys, with, with Berger, with Johansson, with Wallander, with all these guys, because we, we stuck these guys into such a shit storm of the rebuild. Like we're like coming out of the rebuild now, like where we, we have to have like guys who are sticking in the pros. I don't think they're going to like, if they're going to mess around with them, like they're going to know they're going to stick. It won't be as like Joe Valeno come play 11 games up here, burn one year of your LC. It's going to no, be like, no, okay, that's you're, exactly you're it, right. Valeno's played, I think nine or 10 games in grand Rapids this year. Yeah. And I think, uh, I don't, I, I, I want to say, I looked at it the other day. I don't think he's played 40 plus. I think he has played 35 plus in Detroit, but he's all, I think yeah. he's around 11 in grand Rapids, which is fine. He's played his 10 in grand Rapids. Before the trade deadline, meaning he's playoff eligible. Yeah. For and, and, for Grand and, Rapids. Right. For Grand Rapids, who we believe to be they are in a playoff spot right now. We We're believe battling to for make that, it yes. In. And Tarar now now we have two of Grand Rapids. I mean, Valano, granted, only playing eleven games with Grand Rapids wouldn't be viewed as one of Grand Rapids top players. Now Tara Rossi, on the other hand, who's been up with Detroit the last seven or eight is one of Grand Rapids' top players. Yes. And now you he get go Hiroshi and Valeno. You throw them back into Grand Rapids for the playoffs. God damn yeah. it, make a push. Now, I've also heard a rumor, um, before you say anything else, that Strauss Mann, the United States Olympic goaltender, former three-year player at the University of Michigan, last year, nobody might buy this, he was University of Michigan's captain last year. Strauss Mann, the goaltender. Look it up. He had a fucking C on his jersey. He's been playing in Sweden this year. There's talks. He has been, and I don't know anything official. I, I saw Strauss Mann post something about it, about him being back in Michigan, or at home, he said, in Michigan. Now, I don't know where he's from exactly, but I heard a rumor that he is, in Grand Rapids, working out with the Griffins, maybe, okay, hey, again, this is a guy three years at the University of Michigan. This would have been a senior year. First off, I want to say to Strauss, man, why the fuck did you leave with this being your senior year? <laughs> with, with you would have had a first-round draft pick as your backup goaltender. Four of your top fucking four or players would have been Top five NHL picks. Why you left, whatever. But he's gone out. He's got it. He's gone. So there's word that he may be signing with Detroit. Again, former Michigan captain. Now, I've also heard rumbles that Iserman is ready to sign. And I'm going to fuck up his name. Eric Bragendorf, Michigan's current captain, who's a defenseman. Keep going. So, well, that's that's what I had is that I've heard that um, Strauss Mann is in Grand Rapids, maybe possibly working out with the Red Wings or the Griffins, rather. And um, I'm going to get his name right now. Nick Blackenberg, who is 
a Washington, Michigan native, 23 years old, four years at Michigan. He's their current senior captain. Um, I got to think that we're watching. Uh, if you do watch college hockey, I know it's hard to keep track of. Yeah. We are looking at a team that is going to, and I hope, just run it. Because I think everybody is, is not planning. Like, I think Kent Johnson, Matt Beneers, Owen Power, and Luke Hughes, who were four yep. of the top five picks that play at Michigan, I think when Michigan either wins or falls out of the Frozen Four, they are all signing. We know we know Owen Power for, will. We know for sure Owen Power's already said. And I've had this discussion where I'm the guy all year who said Powers is going to fucking play his four yeah, years. Yeah, you called Michigan. that. I'll give you that. I called it. Yeah, I called it bullshit. Now, what I called was I called it more at the beginning of the season before. No, I'm saying you're right. I think you called yeah, it. Yeah, well, I think I, I think it should. Well, okay. But either way, it's wrong. But I think it's also wrong that Owen Powers showed up on the World Junior stage for Canada and got six points in the first game. And they got four points in the first Olympic Canadian game. Listen, you can't now go two or three year more years at Michigan and risk getting hurt when and leaving your entire lifeline on the table. Yeah. Now that's different in that's a fair. Jimmy VC situation. But Owen Power, you're the first pick overall. You got millions of signing bonuses on the table. Just put your name down and you have millions. And if you get hurt next year. You go back to college, you put yourself through True. school. True. That's a good point. All right, what else? What else do we have? Uh, so the Toronto – oh, Tampa Bay Lightning acquired Nick Paul from Ottawa for Matthew Joseph. Uh, a lot of you Red Wing fans that listen to us might remember Matthew Joseph of the guy that got knocked the fuck out by Dylan Larkin in game one this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the sucker punch, yeah. It reminds me of uh, can't think of what movie it was. Nigga, you just motherfucker, you just got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> I think it's yeah, Dave no. Chappelle, but I can't think of the movie. Oh, you just got knocked the fuck out. Okay, then we got uh, uh, not much going. Arizona, I guess, acquiring Jack McBain. We talked Jack McBain be, may be the second coming of uh, a Jimmy VC. Yeah, yeah, that was that was my take. That I think Jimmy VC is Jack McBain. Pretty much. Yep. And, and I mean, you know, we can't say much differently now let's get to probably what stole the day. All right. Bill Guerin and his Minnesota wild. They go out, they exchange a conditional first round pick for a North, a uh, 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 guy who's coming off a Vezina trophy, his first in 18 years, a three-time cup champion and Maybe the best active goaltender alive today. Price and Vasilevsky are in company, but Minnesota goes out. They grab Marc-Andre Fleury. There you go. That's got to be to Garen saying, listen, I'm going all in. Garen was all in with Fleury twice. Fleury Fleury helped put a ring on Garen's finger. And if you don't think Fleury wants to put another one on Garen's finger and a fourth on his hand, (laughs) <laughs> let's go yeah great so what, do you, what do you think of that trade 
So for a conditional first. So the I believe it is um, if uh, if Fleur.